You're listening to Access and Expand, conversations that offer you access to information that expands your mind. I'm your host, Tiffany Curran. How much do you love dogs? Uh, it's my favorite animal. Yeah. Can you put your head up so I can see you? Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Um, you know, I, you know I'm obsessed with animals. Yeah. Um, and you know, all animals pretty much. I don't think there's any animals I don't like. I'm allergic to cats. So are you. Yeah. But you like them, right? Yeah. They're a little bitchy. They're, they're cool, but... <laughs> There's also you get some disease from a cat. I forget what it is. But <laughs> it, no, I'm serious. Uh, you get disease from anything. It, no, no, no. Like there's like you a. You get disease from some uh, people, you know. Yeah, no, no <laughs> kidding. But I'm saying like there's like. I don't know. There's some disease that's like a fifty percent survival rate. Okay. From a cat. I don't know. Whatever. I heard it a few days ago on a different podcast. Oh, I'm glad you're listening to the other podcast. Did you hear any of mine lately? No. Okay. <laughs> this isn't my genre. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know how I feel about what you just said. Um, well, this is going to be your genre. This yeah. one. Um, because our guest rescues animals for a living. Yeah. So um, I think what's interesting is we, when you were first born, me and your dad thought we were rescuing a dog because I don't know, like it was a long time ago and we found a dog that was supposedly rescued from like a, a breeder and we paid, do you remember that dog, Lucky? Oh yeah. We paid all this money to get the dog brought up on an 18 wheeler who came with like eating McDonald's and you were young and, and Lucky was a little bit snappy cause it was a little dog and you were like three. And mm-hmm. so we uh, actually ended up rehoming her to uh, a woman with two other Boston Terriers. And what's interesting is we found out from the vet that that dog had been used where they wanted to use the dog to breed, but she was too small. So they, so we don't even know if we actually got a rescue dog. And then before that, Daddy and I got a, a pit bull from... Aunt Heather and Norm knew a guy. They lived in the building with him who had pit bulls. So Obi, you met Obi. Yeah. Yeah, he like was a sweetie. Two times, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. Yep. I believe so. He lived with Mumsy, and uh, he died of cancer, so it was heartbreaking. But we stayed with it. Like, I think it took us a while to get dogs. First, Daddy got you a dog. Do you remember mm-hmm. when you rescued Grover? Yeah. Where was that? Do you know the rescue? Nah. I want to say it was like Bob. Bur- I don't know. It yeah, was you went to Bob's. What feed? It was nah. I don't remember what it was, but I remember. I think when we drove up, drove up to Vernon. I think I saw the place. It was some. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it was far it's out. Bob's feed mill or something. Bob's it, feed farm. Yeah, I think. in uh, Pompton Lakes, they had. No, I guess a rescue went there. I don't know what the rescue was. You got Grover. He was. It was eleventh uh, hour. I'm pretty sure. Really? I think. I feel like it was eleventh hour. I don't know. Interesting. Well, well I don't know. I'll have to ask Addy. But then, um, so you had Grover. Mm. Grover was the pointer lab mix. Yeah. Who worshipped you? Yeah. Do you miss him? Uh yeah. Yeah, it's a, he was oh, a cool dog. I know. He was big too. He was like, what was he like, eighty, ninety pounds? Nah, probably. M- yeah, I guess. Because you were carrying him at the end. Well, sick. 
Yeah, I had to, but he was pretty heavy. <laughs> yeah, he I wanted. So he was sweet. definitely more than eighty or ninety pounds. Yeah. Or my dad would pick him up and be like, "Whoa, damn!" I remember when he so Grover got sick and got cancer, and it was not something that they could save him from. But you guys all tried. I remember we would go visit Daddy's house and see him, and then once your dad came into work because I used to work with him, and he said like he'd go to pick up Grover to take him out, and Grover just shit all over him. Yeah. <laughs> But what a sweetie. And you had a second dog who you still have over at Daddy's. Yeah, Olive. Olive. Her real name is Olive Juice. No, it's not. I thought it was. No. I thought Weezy told me that. No, someone just like says stuff like that and just take it to heart. Well, I believe. She um, was from Angels for Animals. She was one of the Puerto Rican dead dog beach dogs. Yeah. And after I met her... I remember saying to you I wanted to get a clone of her because she was like kind of timid. She had a, like a wolfy vibe. Like her nose is really long. She's just like a weird mix. She's something. I don't know what she is. Do you know what she they, is? Nah. They said a, like a lab and chihuahua. But yeah, I don't she, think I, that's like it. I don't know what it is, but she's just like. She's probably 35 pounds. She's really she's squirrely sugar, too. Right? Yeah, she is. She's like a bit taller than Rocco. Yeah, taller than Rocco. She's probably Trixie's size, right? Trixie met her once. She was not happy to meet Trixie. Do you remember that? She went. Uh, yeah, probably. I yeah. Mean. So then after Olive, me and you went to get Grover. I'm not Grover. Sugar. Uh-huh. I was looking well, for no, like. We had that other one first. Not in not when we were divorced. Uh-huh. When me and Daddy were divorced. Oh, we got Annie for the day. Yeah, it was... So we, we were looking for a dog. Johnny was intense. little. How old were you? You were in like... I don't know. 2011 or something. You're 18 now. So we went to meet a dog that we were looking at, and then they ended up introducing us to another dog called Annie, who, like, didn't do well in the car. Didn't, she, they said, just give her, like, Burger King or something, right? Don't say the rescue name, because I don't want to rat him out. I don't even tell you. But they... Um, they gave us a dog that was out of, like really intense, and we but we couldn't even get home. We were driving home in the rain, and she was jumping all around the car. Yeah, she like jumped on your lap and you're driving. She was huge when I was driving, and um, so we literally called them. I said, "Don't leave yet. Take her back. You keep the rescue money." Like it was a lot, and then we I went looking for a puppy, a chocolate lab puppy, because that's what I saw all around town. And this, I went to this rescue, and the girl's like, "Well." You know, we have chocolate lab puppies, but here's this girl, and uh, they brought out Sugar. She had been hit by a car. She had pins in her back legs. She looked like she was some, totally run over. And um, I remember she was, like, covered in dandruff, could barely walk, was shaking. I knew if no one took her, if I didn't take her, no one would take her. So we took her. Do you remember what she did in the car? Um, With the treats? Yeah, yeah. So what happened? She just like pooped in the crate and like started like taking the treats that were in the crate and like covering. She didn't want to get in trouble for poop pooping in the crate. And um, she's still to this day, how old is she now? Nine. She's still terrified in the house. We had to eventually within a year we rescued Rocco, who was called Bastin at the yeah. time. He was like a... Jack Russell Iggy mix or something because she was terrified to be in the house she was outside she was fine remember she'd just run and everything in the house she wouldn't go from room to room 
Now she does, kind mm. of. She stands in the bathtub. No, <laughs> when she gets scared, she runs into the bathtub. God only knows why. Yeah, I don't know. And then, so then we got Rocco, which we thought would make it better, and now Rocco runs the house, barking yep. all the time. But now he's getting fat because he's getting old, and he doesn't run as much. And then we got little Miss Magic, Trixie, yeah. from another rescue who's out of business, apparently. I don't know the whole story. I don't want to say their name either because from what I hear, uh, you know, they were maybe getting a lot of puppies. Like maybe they were breeding. I don't know. But she's like a Sharpay Frenchie mix. She's red. And I think she's part fox. The way she hops. I don't know if that's possible, but it could be in that lineage. Anyway, so she's bossy and adorable and jumps up when you're eating and tries to chill with you, Mm -hmm. hoping she'll get some food. Yes. Isn't that the cutest? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Paws up. She's always up on her hind legs, like looking out the door, like a little baby bear. And, um, I mean, isn't she just so sweet and funny? Yeah, she's really goofy. So now we have three rescues. And so um, I'm just checking my messages to see where Francesca is. So Francesca Larita has a rescue called Halfway Home Animal Rescue Team. And she and I have been like walking in the same circles for a while. I saw her a few weeks ago at Boot and Coffee. Baby Hung was there. Baby, baby, so cute. And um, she had her dog Annabelle. So Annabelle is a little chihuahua. I think she's like the size of a a guinea pig almost and her story uh, is intense so Francesca has two pit bulls and I think five or six other little dogs probably all of them could fit on your lap they're really little dogs and Annabelle she found on the streets in Patterson why don't you let her tell the story (laughs) I guess I should but I don't know where she is Francesca is that her look out to the the right lights going on and off Uh, don't know. This is a really crazy glare. Okay, let me look. We'll be right back. Hold on. So that was not Francesca. Um, she's coming from Bergen County, so maybe she's running a little late. That's totally cool. Um, I have to ask you, if you could rescue animals and it couldn't be dogs, what would be your animal of choice? Uh... Well, I don't know what other animals you could really just, like... If you could make it up. Like, you could rescue unicorns if you wanted. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. You know it's what too I... too hard to think about. Those wolves? Dude. Yeah, but... Uh, Can I tell you? They're not dangerous. I n- never said that they were. So what's the... Uh, I just would want to rescue, like, a really crazy animal. Like? Like a panther. <laughs> Or something. Panther Rescues by John Polisi. Yeah, it would be really cool. Mm. Panther? Mm-hmm. I think if I... I would I would actually love to rescue horses. Like a Bengal tiger. Oh, wait. There's a horse... There's a horse place called... What is it called? Wait, 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 wait. Because I'm going to go up there. Um, I feel like that's less interesting than Second wolves. chance. Because you could see horses anywhere. Yeah, but to be around. Have you ever been around a horse? Yeah, if you go to the, the, anywhere. You should come. There's, there's places. There's so many. There's 
farms around here. There's a place so called. If you drive down the street of Boone Township, you can see like hella cows. Like, <laughs> they have horse there but, too. But th- there's something different about being around them. Like the second chance. Yeah, you can rescue. You pull Se- over on the side. No, no. Can by you, RFL. Can you listen? Yeah. I'm so just second saying. chance is a place where you go. They bring in people who have anxiety and other sorts of things, maybe having problems with society. No, no, no. And they go out with the horses and they pet the horses because the horses are so calm. And um, I'm trying to teach a meditation class up there. I'm, meet, I'm talking to the, the, oh, the guy who owns the horses named John. How ironic. You should come. Will you come? Probably not. We could interview him. Now you have to come. Yeah. Um, so yeah, panthers, I get it. I don't know if they're dangerous though. You keep doing this like you're smoking. Huh? You keep, it looks like you're blowing out like you smoke, but you quit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause you want. Not like I'm smoking a cigarette. Right now. <laughs> no point of me doing um, I would also like to have. Also, I can't like breathe through my nose. Congested. Oh. I don't like heavily breathing through my mouth into a microphone. <laughs> I would like to have, um. I would like to rescue wolves now that I know that they're awesome. And I would love to rescue bears. You ever see that guy who rescues bears? And then he, um, they're in the, all the movies. They were in like the great outdoors, that bear. You know what I'm talking about? No. That's for you. Oh, right. If you want it. It's uh, not going to make the sound. Nah. There's some guy that lives in, I think, like Africa or something. And he like, he just like roams around with like lions and stuff. Okay. Like tigers and I, I would be afraid safari animals. I would be afraid because uh, the white tigers the I know but they're like them. friends like he'll like lay down with them and like they'll like cuddle with like lions I want to do that with it's pretty sweet with wolves so um, Francesca is on her way in so we're going to continue this conversation about rescuing panthers I want you to do a little research and let me know if panthers are safe to rescue you'd have to probably be careful like really careful <laughs> like caged careful yeah probably imagine there if they got a, out there was a lady that had a panther I'm pretty sure it was a panther like from when it was a baby and like she went to the zoo or something like she had to give it to the zoo at some point cause she couldn't control it yeah and I think it like remembered her or something Oh. either that or she got killed but I don't remember it was something like, really crazy or there was like another story or no I think there was some lady on the news that like Put her hand into the tiger cage. I, oh, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. That may have been something else. Yeah. Probably die or something. I don't remember. That might be something else. I'm, I don't remember. We can Google it. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So let's welcome Francesca. <laughs> and she's here. The eagle has landed. <laughs> what does that mean, eagle has landed? I don't, well, I'm here. <laughs> You're here. I like eagles. So, so how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I said. I just said to Francesca, I'm going to call you. And she's like, well, you can call me Fran because you're Franny, Fran. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're Franny to me Franny. because I've heard that a lot, yeah, right? that's who I am. You look great. Thank you. I told her she's missing her baby Annabelle. I am. I oh. am. I, I actually feel lost without but her. Don't you? I do. You don't take her everywhere? I try to take her as many places as I can, but then I feel like sometimes she just wants to go home and she yeah, wants to be like, with the others. Yeah, and it's not that very nice out today. And I think if I take her out and there's nothing like she doesn't get love from a new friend or oh. we don't go somewhere excited and she's just laying on my car seat, 
putting up with me. I feel like she should be at home with the others. You know, she's sort of my pack leader at home. She is. She's like, everyone looks to her for what to do next. So I kind of feel bad about taking her away from them unless it's for something really good, which this is. But I had to do something before this where I couldn't bring her with me. It's all right. We have more time. We have more opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, It's funny because when I met her, when you see her, the pack leader, she had on her little leather jacket. (laughs) Does she weigh five pounds? Five pounds. Yeah. yeah. I was saying before that uh, I feel like she's like guinea pig size. She's, ex- yeah, she's like a, <laughs> she's like a, and she's so chill. Yeah. But she like runs the show. Like, don't fun with me. She right? totally does. And if you, oh, th- that's the other thing. She's so sweet. She loves you. She's great. But like mess with her and she's the first one to take you down. She is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With, it's with true. Like, you know, you know what she does? She'll headbutt them. She does not. She will headbutt, like if a foster comes in and gets rough with one of the other no. dogs or with her. Yeah. She literally just goes up to them like a little bison and like calmly headbutts them. She Oh, like move away. Yeah. We're not doing yeah. this. Like, yeah, this is a little bit of what you might get if you, if you <laughs> keep going. But wait, does she do with even bigger dogs? She doesn't care. Yeah. She doesn't care. Yeah. Because you have, I told my son, I think I said you have. I wasn't sure. I mean, I think said five dogs or something that were small that could all fit on his lap. All at once. Yeah. Not your two big ones. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So interesting. So did you get them all through rescuing? Yes. um, Many of them are dogs who are considered hospice dogs. So dogs that were supposed to be actually dying. And I've had them for years. So a lot of times it's, you know, that they're in a bad situation. They're in a stressful situation. And they seem to be you know, deteriorating and someone will take them and totally turn their life around, give them love and literally bring them back to life. And that's what I've done with a lot of them. In my heart, I know I could lose them easily, but almost always they end up going a lot longer than you thought they would. So some of them came to me that way. Mm. Some of them are disabled. I have Munchkin, who's a hind paralyzed poodle. Um, He's only a year old. He's so sweet. Is he little? He's, He's about 15 pounds. Yeah. So he is the happiest, happiest dog. Like he's silly and he like flings himself around. Oh, he does. And he's lovey and he has wheels and all that. And like <laughs> he's so happy. He's just like you would think you would look at this dog and you would think this poor dog, he can't use his legs. Yeah. I feel like you don't even see that when you look at him. Yeah. So I kept him thinking, you know, this will be hard to get this dog adopted. Yet everyone who meet him loves him, meets him, loves him. So now I think at this point, it's like he's become part of this little healing pack of dogs. Yeah. And he has this place there. So yeah. while he's technically for adoption, I'm positive he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Because Are you not letting a, him? He's an important part of my little family. Yeah. There. You know, they they're each have their little piece. Like, I think he, because he does have, um, I'd say he's differently abled. I love it. Because he does have that you know, going for him, I think it actually makes him more special Yeah, and very relatable to other dogs who are like healing from surgery, he kind of lays around with them. It's really, really sweet. He's very special. I don't think anyone who sees him at this point ever feels sorry for him. Yeah. So he was paralyzed, the both back legs from something or do you know? He was in a family and he jumped off a couch Oh. and he heard a disc and unfortunately they did not get him back hair. So they waited four months. They decided to sell him on Craigslist instead. (gasps) 
someone saw the Craigslist ad, reached out to me, and I said, of course, you know, I'll yeah. take him. Yeah. So he's been with me ever since. He is very adoptable. I think I'm just being selfish with him. No, I it's okay him. to be selfish because you have a big heart. I, I, and I don't think any, I mean, let the families miss her, miss him. There's other dogs. But yeah. like for you, for your heart to be able to have that love and for your dogs, all your dogs is mm-hmm. like, I, don't, I would never, I don't think I'd ever foster. I mean, okay. I will at some point. Okay. I think but I think you'd be really good at it. I'd actually. be really good at keeping them. That's my problem. Here's the thing though. I used to when I my first few fosters, I'm not gonna lie, I kept them. Yeah. But then there were so many in between that I didn't. And yeah. once in a while there's one that I do. Yeah. I think you have a very good sense of what belongs with you. Yeah. What you need. You know, and yeah. I think you have a very good sense of what other people need. Yeah. And some people need those dogs more than you do. Yeah. Those dogs need other situations and different situation situations. There's a dog out there that needs you more. That's how I see it. Yeah. Is that Munchkin is a part of what I do now. Mm. You know, he's Annabelle was Annabelle. Anybody would want Annabelle. Anybody would want. And I that and I want you to finish talking. And I'll then we'll reintroduce yeah. Annabelle. Yeah. Anyone would want her, but she is the light of my life and she helps so many animals if she were the only dog in a home she wouldn't be doing that but there are some dogs who i love i mean i bawl when they leave i cry i had one of those last week but she is bringing something to a family that they've never had before which i hope leads to more yeah so she's got to go out and do her little part too and then someone who doesn't need to stay with me as badly as she does comes to me and that's how it happens they they leave you when they're ready Sometimes they come back. I, oh, I did have one that did. came back a few times, so I decided she was permanent. And then she was supposed to live a couple of months. She lived two years. She had two major surgeries. She was returned from another rescue four times. Why? Until finally I said I would take her. Yeah. She bit people and she peed on stuff. Every, the, <laughs> I mean, doesn't every dog bite? I mean, I, you know, people always say, They like, all have teeth. Well, they all have teeth. And, like, <laughs> I think, like, you, you get the warning. You right? do. You do, and you have to listen to it. Yeah. This was a two-and-a-half-pound dog. So no even if she way. did bite you, no what are we way. talking about? And she was 16 years old. She had like four rotten teeth. And she was returned once two hours after she was adopted. That's when I finally decided. She was with another rescue. I said, listen, she's clearly in her place now. Yeah. And, and that's it. And it's funny because she always kind of clashed with some of my dogs, and my dogs are very easygoing. After that time when she came back, she found her place. Yeah. She just kind of stayed out of their way. She did her own thing. She loved me. But she would like coexist with them. She wasn't lovey with them. But I think she realized, okay, I, she knows I'm, I'm staying here. I know I'm staying here. I'm yeah. done. No more. She didn't terrorize anybody after that. She was good. Yeah, it's just the energy of, of feeling accepted, I think. I think that's what it is. And yeah. I think it's, it's easy for me to know as soon as I meet them whether or not I can let them go. Mm. And sometimes it's very, very, very hard. But it's harder to not help another one, mm. I think. That's how I look at it. Oh, Lord. There's so much happening in my body right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, John? Like, we were talking about, like, he's not listening. Are you no, listening? Johnny cuts out. But you, know why, you know why Johnny, you know why Johnny zones out? Johnny is animals over people. Same. 100% <laughs> of the time, right? Yeah. It's like, it's he's, he's like all... He's such a and and uh, he's had connections. I'm gonna go easy here. Ooh. He he's very connected to his dogs. He lost um, his first dog. Uh, eight, eight, no, 
Yeah, ninth yeah, grade, going freshman yeah. year, it was awful. It was the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it was like we were just trying. We were talking about it a little bit before, and I was like, I gotta stop this because I knew we were both gonna go down. Well, you know what it is. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this today. It is literally the only source of unconditional love 100%. in the world, and to lose that is devastating. Yeah. Plus, they're so cute, and they're like, they're you know like you tell things to your dogs that you don't tell to anyone else and not just dogs like oh, any, yeah. any other animal oh, yeah. but it's like there's they live for you yeah. no yeah. one else lives for i mean you love your son you love your mother no, no. but it's like you get mad at each other your dog is always like woo like they're <laughs> that's they're just for you that's it the tail shake and to lose that is like devastating cuz where else do you get that well and for john like you're not in the room for for johnny um your dad got grover when we were so we got divorced and we had not really rescued a dog. I told the story at the beginning. I'll tell it uh, to you later because I don't want to repeat the story. But we thought it was a rescue. It was more of like uh, someone put it on a truck. And it was a whole story. And it's worth listening to after. <laughs> um, but so we wanted to make sure there were no allergies because he's allergic to cats. So I adopted cats. Do you remember when we had to return Diego and Darth Vader? Yeah. And he was like, no, Mama, please. And I was like, oh, well, Mommy can't breathe because I'm also allergic. But... He was really, like, with the nebulizer and stuff. So his dad made sure he was okay. He rescued a dog, Grover, his first dog, Pointer Lab. Grover slept with him. Grover did everything, best friends. And I'll tell you this, when he moved, his dad moved, Grover was there. Johnny's on the third floor of this big house. Grover slept with him. Grover would murder, right, anyone who walked, walked in the house, unless it was family. Mm-hmm. So they would have to, like, if workers were coming, they had a party in the basement. But Well, it depends. He wasn't... He wasn't friendly with the. Uh, okay, him, right? I could hear. Wait, I don't know. I can. Let me uh, hear. Yeah, he would like. He was fond of girls, but if it was like a guy, like certain dudes, he just wouldn't get along with. Yeah. At all. Yeah, and but so it's interesting when you have a dog like that because the loyalty is almost more, right? I have two dogs like that. <laughs> we I have. Well, sh- I mean, our dogs are okay now. Rocco's a little bit of a. But it's it feels like wow they love me exactly it's so yeah. special. I have two dogs like that, one of whom was so damaged by a person that she does not trust anyone. Yeah, and the the I mean you could see it all over her the physical scars, but the emotional scars are so much worse than the ones that you could see. I don't blame her for the way she feels about people, and I don't understand the way she feels about me. She's literally like, she spoons me when we sleep. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she's this beautiful dog, so when people see her, they want to come near her. And I'll just say something like, she's not mean. To me, she's she is justified in the way she feels about strangers because they've shown her only fear. Yeah. I'm one of the only people who's shown her love. And you're going to protect her. That's it. And 100%. she's going to protect me because yeah. I'm what she has. Right. So she has made friends, and but it takes a long time. It takes months. There are people now who she adores. But general public... It's like, don't come near me, don't come near my mom, don't come near my car. But you. C- but why, does that, why do they have to? Like, this is the thing that's interesting. Um, with sugar, so my first dog was a pit bull that my ex-husband's sister's boyfriend lived up the street and someone, like, had all the dogs. Like, just, it wasn't, like, on purpose. They weren't breeding. They were just like, whoops. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're giving the dogs away. And so we ended up with a, a six-week-old pit bull. I didn't know anything about them. I was terrified. He was this big. Mm-hmm. And he ended up, during my pregnancy, spooning me through the pregnancy, mm-hmm. licking my belly. He was very great with people, not great with dogs because we didn't know how to socialize him. But um, 
you know, now when people come to approach my dogs and my Trixie, right, my little redhead, she's like, if you come over, she'll like, and if you come over to like pet her head, she'll duck. Mm -hmm. And so if you sat on the floor and she barked, she'd walk right over and kiss you and be on your lap. She's fine. Mm -hmm. My son's friends come in the house. It's fine. But I'm not going to let anyone come over and touch her because she doesn't feel safe. Exactly. Well, I don't want to hurt. She has to sacrifice how she feels so that they could pet her? Exactly. No. No. No, no. way. Mm-mm. No way. My dog, Everly, was actually used to fight while she was pregnant. Oh. She had eight babies in her huge belly. This man forced her to fight. And she loves dogs. So it was like a thing to force her to fight. They must have really had to be mean to her. Or it was like a defense, you know? Yeah. So one night, she got so ripped open, baby fl- belly full of babies now, so ripped open that he takes a staple gun and staples her wounds closed. And the neighbors like hear this dog screaming and report this man. The police come, they take the dog away. She's so in shock that she has these eight babies in a, a city shelter. They immediately remove her from her babies because she was so sick. She needed like three blood transfusions. Oh. And they reached out to us and asked if we would take the babies, and we said, not without the mother. Yeah, good for you. Absolutely not without the mother. And most rescues, honestly, would just take the, the babies. Right? It Just take the babies. Mm-hmm. So the mother, they're like, oh, she's sick. She, she's really sick. She can't nurse the babies. And we had this idea, my friend and I, that maybe the babies are what she needs to make her better. So we put them back together. She did get a blood transfusion, but she raised, one of the babies died that night. I'm sure because she wasn't with her mother. Mm. She raised seven babies, and she we got her back to health. She was doing great. She was adopted with one of her babies. Aww. She was adopted with one of her babies. Unfortunately, she came back a completely different dog who you can't raise your hand because she'll go underneath something. So my guess is she's not really house trained, and she does bark at strangers. I think they hit her with like a newspaper no. or something. So now, if anyone goes anywhere near this dog, she's not even the kind of afraid of people where she'll like back away. She goes right at them. Like yeah. I have to pull her away from it's them. It's fear aggression. Totally. Yeah. But she is such a baby. Like she loves to just like gaze at me and like I hug her and like she, I can't put the leash on her to take her for a walk without hugging and kissing her. If I don't do it, she won't let me put the leash on her. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. But the, and that's all, it, see it makes total sense. So this is what I love about animals. They're honest. Mm-hmm. They don't like you. You know. Mm-hmm. If they make you uncomfortable, if you make them uncomfortable, they tell you. Yeah. And you have to work to gain their trust. And they're very honest about when when they get it, when they give yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And when they do forget it. I know it's better than anything. That's yeah. why when you lose them, it's like I can't. how do you replace that? You don't replace that. We so when 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 uh, Johnny's. Dog Grover was living with his dad because that's his dad's dog, and his um, stepmom was pregnant with her second baby, so she has two kids now, and she wanted the baby to meet. So they had a wheelchair, and they would carry him everywhere. It was a, it was a really tough situation, and um, you know he had they had another dog, Olive. Mm-hmm. She was a dead dog beach dog, and we I had yeah, and we had two dogs. We didn't have Trixie yet, I don't think. Wait. We, we didn't, at our house, we didn't have Trixie because we had Trixie after Nan had a heart attack. Yeah, so, um, but I remember driving over to West Caldwell from here, and it was like, we couldn't get there fast enough. We couldn't stay long enough with this beautiful dog. I was like, how do I take pictures without it feeling like we're taking pictures, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, I still, 
I'm really trying to be in a good place here because I never in my life experienced that level of pain mm. um, for myself, but also to see him mm-hmm. suffering like his best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know people a lot of times lose dogs and they're like, I can't do it again. And it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, is it worth it? Um, a million times worth it. Right? And the one and only thing to make yourself feel better is after it. How do you... How can you be so sad when you have someone who's making you smile and to love again? And if the best part I love about rescue dogs is while you're healing them, they're healing you whether or not you know it. And that bond is even closer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Everly, this dog I'm talking about, we are like Velcro. Yeah. Yeah. She's my best friend. Totally. So I knew I was the person that she can trust. And it's just, it's nice to see her alive and well and you know, whatever, she's never going to be perfect. That's what everybody seems to There's no perfect want dog. from dogs. There's no perfect human. So why mm. should dogs be perfect? We yeah. can't rationalize with them like we can with humans. But yeah. I think she knows that she will always have challenges because of what she's been through, but she doesn't have to go through those challenges alone ever again. Yeah. And the greatest feeling in the world is that I am her security blanket. Yeah. You know, and now to watch her... I have a friend who I started my rescue with, and Leslie? he started to. Oh, no. Leslie oh. is one, okay. and Paul is the other. Okay. And Everly hates men, especially because a man did this to her. So um, Paul took about four months to get to know Everly to where he could get close enough to her to where I can hand him her leash. And every day he fed her messy, smelly dog food off of his hand yeah. when it was cl- safe enough to get close. And then we did that for months. And then finally I took the leash off her and she jumped up on his lap and then it was keep your face away from her. Yeah, just in case. And then one day she just touched her nose to his nose (gasps) and like melted. And now I can show you pictures, but he truly showed her over this amount of time, it's okay to be afraid, but you have no reason to be afraid. And then he earned her trust and now she adores him. So that to me was an even greater gift because in some ways, I showed Everly how to love him. And yes. then he showed her that it was okay to do so. You know? Yes. Because she didn't know how to love anyone before she loved me. And then she made other friends, and she continues to make friends. It's a very, very, very slow process. But it's so nice to see that there are other people willing to do it. Yeah. And that she can accept that and trust that. That's yeah. amazing for a dog. She shouldn't even like me. Right. She shouldn't like anybody. She shouldn't like anyone. Right? No, and Johnny's laughing, but it's true, right? Like, and, and, you know, I go back to dogs not being perfect, and I want to talk about rescuing because I think it's important. Um, so I used to work for a trainer. I won't say who just because I don't want to, like, out anybody and who went there. But, you know, all, a lot of dogs came through with aggression issues and I can probably tell you the breeds I'm not going to it's not the breeds you're thinking Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of like the really puffy curly dogs (laughs) that are the ones that are the problem Mm -hmm. and like the you know the big you know because people let them get away with things well and you know so one I forget the breed um Johnny don't say who but they live around the block from us they have that big puffy dog they used to do training like all the way down by Bonnie O'Malley's old house it's like a sheep dog or something and they're herding dogs mm-hmm. so when you're they're herding their family like on a walk 
if their dogs are loose, you can't get in, mm-hmm. right? So when people say like rescues, because what I'm about to say about my dogs, I want people to know this isn't just a rescue thing. So I have three dogs. Sugar has bitten everyone in the family, not like aggressively, but the first time we got, I got bitten, we, I had her on the leash with my son. We we're outside at night. Remember then we saw a coyote? I was like, oh, coyote. I oh, ran, which yeah. was so dumb because they're not going to come after me when I have a dog <laughs> with me or they'll come after her when she's with whatever. And I, when I ran, she was like, uh-oh. And she just like, Chuck. and mm-hmm. so she started doing this with the kids, all Johnny, step kids. I don't think she ever bit my husband. Um, just an excitement. So now we learned... We don't let her go to the door when everybody's excited because she's mm-hmm. going to bite. Exactly. She doesn't know what to do. She's a little bit stunad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she gets on the couch and she's like, and I'm like, everything going on in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. But she's love. She's mm-hmm. great. And then my little Jack Russell, Iggy, whatever blend, there was a truck driving by and he wants to chase every truck. Oh, that's the Jack Russell. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so I got in between him and the truck and he bit my leg. When I tell you it was bleeding so badly, I had to like walk home. Mm-hmm. And I was like so mad as he got into bed, right? Like because it's not he's not like I'm gonna just like be mean. No, you you know what that that's called a redirect. I'm sure you know that. So he was he was I want that truck. I want that truck. I want that truck. All of a sudden there's something in front of him and he's like I got that truck. Yeah, he didn't know it wasn't the truck or that it was you. And I'll tell you this. I was praying that the scar would stay, so I'd always have part of Rocco on. (laughs) Like so, I think that just like when people like the dog bites, the dog barks. why? Why though? What are they reacting to? It's but, usually a reaction to something. And yeah, like big deal. Yeah, we get into little fights. Not you and I yeah. personally, but people in general. <laughs> and you. Right. you know what I mean? You're right. like you get into a little fight, you get over it. We don't use our teeth or or it's like a bark in in some way. But the other thing is, people can talk things out. Dogs have very little tools to do that with, and they usually do give you a warning unless oh, yeah. it's a redirect. But you know now, like I know with my dog, if if she sees a weed whacker, I am not continuing that walk towards <laughs> right. that weed whacker. We turn around. We're turning around and going home, and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, if you know it's coming, like, you know, fool me once, once shame on you, you fool, fool me, me twice, twice shame, shame on, on me. me. Right. You know, so you, you avoid those situations. Nobody's yeah. perfect. Yeah, and I used to, I remember because I was always worried that he'd run out in front of a car. So now what I start doing, he's on a long leash, but it's not a flexi because mm-hmm. I'm not down with flexis, <laughs> right? But I'll go, if I, if I hear it coming, I'll get low cause, and I'll be like, Rocco, because Rocco Rique Grande is his name, and mm. then I'll hold his collar because if I hold his collar, we're next to each other. I learned that with horses, right? When you mm-hmm. hoof pick, you get really close to the yep. horse so you don't get kicked. Yep. Um, but so why I was saying about dogs that are sometimes from breeders have the same exactly. temperament problems. And people think, oh, rescues, if they've done this, 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 they have all these problems. It's but honestly, every dog. where do you think a lot of the rescue dogs come from? They're dogs of who people got from breeders or had as puppies. Like people say, oh, I want them as a puppy so we can grow together. Yeah. A, a, you know, a baby can grow into an axe murderer, a human. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean yes. because you had them since a baby, that's a guarantee that won't happen. Right. So each dog is an individual. They all have individual personalities. They've all yeah. lived through things that make them behave a certain way. Some of them are a little wacky, just like some people are, but you just have to find out what their quirks are and deal with them and live with them and understand that this is part of who they are. You love them. We have, we should give them a fraction of the unconditional love they give us. People are right? so conditional with animals. I know. Well, this is the thing, right? So it's funny because um, I always say 
to my husband, my greatest reward of having these dogs is that they could sleep and I could walk over and I could plop down next to them and they don't get startled because mm-hmm. they know they're safe. Mm-hmm. Like Johnny plays with Trixie, so she'll be on the floor and he'll go, like mm-hmm. he'll he'll squat down like oh mm-hmm. and he'll chase her and you see her tail going and she's like whoa mm-hmm. but she could be asleep and he'll plop down next to her she doesn't do anything because mm-hmm. she knows she can mm-hmm. trust him so you mentioned about the unconditional love right this is a thing the dog I'm returning my dog it's barking too much I I'm returning my dog when I did the wolves there were wolves and wolf dogs people mm-hmm. get wolf dogs with wolf dogs you have to have a run you can't leave them alone mm-hmm. they have to have another dog mm-hmm. okay. They're wolves they're not themse- for everyone. And wolves are, if they're fed, they don't care about people. I couldn't get them near me. I had mm-hmm. to sit down with my eyes closed. So gentle. The dog part is the friendlier part. Mm-hmm. Wolves don't want to be near you. But German Shepherd, Huskies, you know, they need space to run. Mm-hmm. And people, when, when they're not doing what the people want, I mm-hmm. wanted you to show up like this, then they just get rid of them. And people get breeds based on their looks yeah. or what the, you know what they. Oh, I've always wanted a, yeah. but they don't Why? look into their personality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like people t- tend to mesh with certain kinds of certain types of people. You don't just say like, I want I want a blue eyed person or I want a whatever. You 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 attract to someone who has the same. The same vibe as you, the same energy as you, matching energy, not yeah. necessarily the same, but you can't just do that based on a breed. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you my first rescue because I was telling Johnny about this, and so people who have been listening from the start will hear a little bit of this again. Um, when I'm living in Mountain Lakes, and I had a, I was a single mom, ten tattoos, right? Like the only mom, single mom in kindergarten. Right now mm-hmm. they're all single, right? And then they're remarried, <laughs> whatever. But so uh, everyone had like chocolate labs. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they're like really high energy and not always the nicest. But so we were looking for a dog, and we were like, oh, I'll get a chocolate lab. I'll get a chocolate lab. I saw the rescue's no longer. I told you where that was out in Lafayette, mm-hmm. and. Um, they had chocolate lab puppies. And I remember driving through Fairfield in the snowstorm, like, I want to meet the chocolate lab puppies. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, 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 young family. Like, I have a whatever-year-old he was. So she brings these chocolate lab puppies, and they're really super cute. And then she brings out this dog, our dog sugar. Mm-hmm. Lab pit mix. I have a thing for pit bulls because my first dog was a pit bull. I love and, them. Oh, my God. Talk about the nicest dogs mm-hmm. and the most loyal, Mushy, wonderful. loving, oh. silly. Oh, my God. I, oh, my God. Yeah. So she comes out. Why are you laughing at me? Oh, me? Yeah, you're like, oh, Oh, my God. Obi died of uh, stomach cancer. Oh. But when I was pregnant, like, Obi was my guy. Mm-hmm. His dad was like, oh, I guess I'm um, just whatever. But so anyway, they bring out this dog. She's black. She's about 40, 45 pounds. She had been hit by a car, had pins in her legs, shaved, had been on crate rest covered in dandruff shaking and I looked at her and like she's not the dog in the picture you know mm-hmm. that in my head and I was like if I don't take her no one's take. I knew no one's gonna take her mm-hmm. so I see her like she's like a mother dog she's really sweet she won't be able to walk more than a block which is not the truth she's very fast she's mm-hmm. got some probably whippet in her and so we bring her home put her in the back of the car in a crate because that's what they told us to do we had no idea what we were doing she we smelled the shit <laughs> takes a big dump we had put uh, Newman's treats in there mm-hmm. she was trying to hide the poop oh with the you know I don't know why she, I guess she got in trouble for pooping in the yeah. time huh? and she, we still have her she's nine and that, that was my lesson like you look for the heart of the dog you look exactly. for the you know the, just like you do in people 
Yeah, because I feel like I won't say what I think those the the like the perfect little puppies are usually like the like the super athletes with the really good grades. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. I get it. You're yeah. so whatever. Yeah, like and um, yeah, and we've always done it since then. Personality, totally personality. Totally, you have to live with their personality forever. Mm-hmm. Looks are like do 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 you ever really? Think about it. When you when you meet someone or you see someone from far away, yeah, you see what they look like. But how often does someone who is not your type per se become the most beautiful person you've yeah, ever seen? Yeah, because you fall in love with exactly, them. and yeah. that's what it is with dogs. And usually, like if I'm attracted to a person, at first my mind tells me you're not attracted to them, like as like a defense mechanism mechanism right. or something. But then I'm like, this is the most beautiful human I've ever seen in my life. But with dogs, same thing. It's always like, no, it's the opposite, actually. It's that's your dog. You know, like yeah. my mind tries to steer me away from humans. Like that's not your type. But then that those are the ones I really fall in love with. Yeah. I say that like there were more than two, but they're, they're <laughs> it's but, okay. Uh, I feel you. But um, when you see a dog, usually they'll tell you. But it's like their looks are kind of the last thing that you remember about mm. them. It's always like I had the best dog. She used to do this. She used to sleep with Johnny. You don't say, I had the best dog. She Look was brown her. with blue yeah. eyes. You don't say that. You don't. It means absolutely no. nothing. You know, yeah. and so many people base it just on that. And they don't look into the traits of the breed. Like, And again, you can sort of generalize. Like, huskies are sort of wild. And pit bulls are silly. And, but there are They're individuals. They're so silly, yeah. There are individuals in those packs in those um, breeds who are not yeah but you never remember like you never look back on your greatest memory of your dog and it's based on looks or breed or anything yeah it's not not and, at all like I happen to love boxers and pit bulls because I feel like the silly lovey personality yeah. is what I like yeah so I ended up with quite a few of them but it's just it's never like you know the looks or the quality of the breed it's always the personality that you remember yeah and I think in some ways like we tend to think nobody else will want this dog and that's why I want them. <laughs> but in some truth. ways, it's like they're the best ones because yeah. they speak to you oh, and yeah. they don't need their looks to do it. Like I, I think we think we're looking at them. Like I think I look at the broken ones who are like hospice cases. And I told you, they end up living forever most oh, of the time. Yeah. So you look at them and you assume that about them, but that's not always who they really are. So mm. we look at this dog and based on looks or what other people think, we think, Nobody's going to want this dog, but that's that dog's like strong personality and like beautiful energy speaking to you through what they look like. Yeah. And we can see that. Not everybody can see that. Yeah. You know? That's true. You know, when we got Trixie, we spent four months. We I told you a little bit about the one dog we had looked at that had heartworm. Remember her, John, that I loved? The pit bull, the little oh, reddish. She was reddish. And I was like crying over her. But I knew I couldn't keep a dog on crate rest for three months with mm-hmm. heartworm. And when I had two other dogs running around, they would mm-hmm. be unfair to the dog. Uh, but we looked for, someone said, look at healers because they're good to add to your pack for your third dog. So we were at like Mount Pleasant Animal Shelter. We had to bring our dogs, like walk them outside the fence and bring them into the run and all that stuff. Do you remember? He was out of his mind. He was like, Mom. And then my husband's daughter's allergic to dogs. So he's like, oh, the fur. We ended up with uh, Trixie literally comes into the house from like a bath and the whole house. I mean, the house, it's always fur all over the house, right? She's like a big puff. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking, she's part boxer too. 
Um, I remember thinking she was so ugly. Like her face is like smushed <laughs> up, right? Remember I told you Trixie's so ugly, but I love her. Uh-huh. But now, forget I totally. And but she does box. She'll hit. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I was like not interested. To, and the trainers had said that I was working for at the time she'll be great for your pack. Mm-hmm. I think they just said that because all do dogs know? are great for your pack you know? when you yeah. when you just trust that it's going to be. And I think they were like trusting that because they saw this seven or eight month old dog that was clear the shelters Mm -hmm. and I think they were like this will work and we I mean I took it took my time I walked them together I kept Mm -hmm. her on a leash with me Mm -hmm. the whole time Mm -hmm. like around the house and stuff and um yeah it's the greatest so that's why I wanted to go ahead I'm sorry no I was gonna say a lot of people see the animal in the shelter and they assume that that's their personality not at all it's never their personality Mm -hmm. never it's It's like take you at your absolute worst and judge you on that that's what we're doing to them so it's really hard to judge unless you take them out but if you're willing to stick by them no matter what then it doesn't matter because then you could really literally always make it work and that was my plan like there first of all i wouldn't do it to the dog Mm -hmm. second of all i wouldn't do it to my family Mm-hmm. Right, like I, John and I were saying, we went to get a dog years ago at a shelter, and we the dogs we were looking at, they were just trying to get rid of this one dog, and they're like, no, 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 this is the dog. I'm like, oh, she kind of hyper, no, it'll be fine. The dog was so out of control. We're driving. He was in the car. We were like crying. I called them before we even got like to the first circle. I'm like, we're on our way back. Keep the money. I can't do this. And I, he's like, we're not getting a dog, mom. We can't. Like, this is... And I was like, we have to, but we need to find a dog that's, that's like, re- we're ready for. Because it was mm-hmm. our first dog since we had been divorced. Um, and now, and after that, I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like, I never want to feel like that. And so, with Trixie, our latest find, she mm-hmm. had her about three years now, I was like, whatever it's going to be, it'll be fine. Like, because my other dogs are nice. They just don't know her. Mm-hmm. Nice with other dogs, whatever. And yeah, they're nice. And uh, you've seen pictures. Mm-hmm. Our pack is like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is why I wanted to have you on because I love, and I'm sorry it took so long to get this. <laughs> I love that you're doing rescue work, mm-hmm. and you've been doing rescue work for a long time. You also had a horse. So we have a lot yes. in common. Yes. So tell me about halfway home animal rescue team. It is. I have to say, it's been. A long time coming. It was a lifelong dream. It, I've always worked with animals. I was a vet tech. I'm a therapeutic horseback riding instructor. I worked at an animal shelter. And I think from work, every vacation I take is to volunteer at a sanctuary or a rescue or something. Every day has to have animals in it. And I think it took me a while to kind of realize that I was learning from all of these other places where I worked, what to do, what not to do, what needed to be done. The world certainly doesn't need another animal rescue that we need lots of animal rescues because there's lots of animals to be rescued. But people are thinking right now, oh, these all these rescues are the same. It's just basically like you need dogs. We have dogs. Mm-hmm. You need cats. We have cats. But there's a, there were a lot of pieces missing in there. And I always felt like I wanted to do more and I always felt like I was doing as much as I could do but that was always very short-lived because then I would see things that needed to be done more and I was lucky enough to find myself in the company of a few people who felt the same Mm. so just you know they say you have to see the darkness before you see the stars Mm -hmm. I'll just say this because I don't want to get into it but I left where I was working yeah 
And that place was my life. And it was always my fear that if I lost this place in my life, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. It was quite the opposite. It was that I was clinging to certain animals there, certain people there. Yeah. And the ones that were nearest and dearest to my heart came with me. They were part of my dream. So that makes it even more special, I should say that, and that's what makes it different. But what we're trying to do is, as much as I love rescue and I live rescue, what we're doing now, we say it's even beyond rescue. Yeah. It's we're helping people who have animals who can't necessarily afford them at the time, but there are wonderful homes and that animal wants to be with those people and vice versa. And we could maybe get through get them through a hard time. Yeah. But then maybe they get back to where they were before and they didn't lose the most precious thing in their life is which is what we Ugh. talked about. Imagine going through a hard time in your life and then losing your very best friend, your only source of unconditional love. And imagine doing that when you're 70 something years old. We want to help those people. Imagine being at a, oh look at you. <laughs> imagine being a single, you know yeah. what I mean, a single yeah. mom or me, a single person who lost their job and has this little family of animals who you adore. And at this very moment, if not for this rescue, I wouldn't have been able to feed my dogs. And I am the best dog mom, and so are you. We all are. <laughs> Everyone thinks you're the best dog mom, and they're all right. No, I, you think, know? I think you are. <laughs> so anyway, like, should I be judged on the fact that right now I'm not as financially secure because something happened? Yeah, yeah. But we want to be there for these people, and we understand what a gift animals are to the yeah. world and to people's lives. We want to keep those good families together. We want to bring more good families together. Mm. We want to teach more people about fostering. We want to teach kids about kindness to animals because yeah. you know what? Look, look how you adore your son. I mean, he's 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 adorable. He is. <laughs> Thank you. But like you, who would you? Uh, no offense. Obviously, you listen to me because I'm here. We, I think we were fast right, friends because right. we understood each other. Right. Who do you listen to more than this guy? Right. Who do no you one. hear more than right. him? Right. Nobody. So here's your son. And clearly, he's always been this way with animals. Yes. And he's telling you, we can do this, or we should do this, or this is what animals are. They're teaching their parents. So uh, yeah. like, like education, humane education for kids is so important. We're doing food banks. We're you know, giving food, and not just any food, good quality food, yeah. to animals who nece- wouldn't necessarily give that. Yeah. We're helping people who can't afford to do it for whatever reason at the time, get health care for the animals that they love. And guess what? We'll keep them out of the shelters that way. Yeah, because that's a big... People turn in their dogs because <laughs> they can't handle the vet bills. And you wouldn't believe it, but Bergen County, you know, where a lot of people who are very affluent live, Bergen County has many food banks who give out food to people. There are many people in need in those counties. I'm going to cough. I'm yeah, sorry. you can totally cough. <coughs> yeah, take your but, cough um, as much as you need. Do you want? You want to? I can get you a ginger chew and a water. No, I'm good. You, I'm you good. sure? Thank okay. You. So anyway, we what we want to do is, of course, we want to rescue animals. That's our passion. But we saw so many things missing, and the main thing that we saw, the main thing that we saw, are these shelters, which are doing a lot of them are doing the best they can. And I am in no way, shape, or form dissing animal shelters. I'm not, but there are some out there that are missing the point. You're you're making the building more beautiful you're painting the walls you're congratulating each other about the great things you're doing and the dogs and cats within your four walls are deteriorating Mm -hmm. and that is the part that really drove us to do something different my own dog confetti who is the she's the greatest (sighs) she was the inspiration for this rescue because she was listen to this talk about sad she was found on the streets of newark as a two-month-old puppy 
She was eight weeks old. So at eight weeks old, she was on her own. Nobody. Yeah. No mom. Nobody to love her. No one showing her love. She was taken at eight weeks old into an animal shelter. Again, I'm not singling anyone out, but it could be any dog, but this dog happened to be confetti. She was put into an animal shelter. She was adopted out within a week. How do you know this dog within a week? How do you possibly know who she should spend the rest of her life with in a week? She's a puppy. She's a puppy. So people want puppies. People want puppies. She's a smart, she was a smart, tough puppy. Yeah. And she was given to a family who had never had a dog before. Oh, no. So you get a smart, tough puppy. You put her in a house with very little children. Oh, no. People have never had a dog. And a lot of things, a lot of people think, I have an active family. I need an active dog. And she's a boxer pit mix. If you have an active family, you need a quiet dog. An active consists of going (laughs) to dance lessons and going food shopping and going out every night. Your dog is sitting home alone in a crate. Mm. Like, where are my people? Why do I feel this way? Why am I so frustrated? Let me bark and rip something up and bite something. And then those active people say, I don't have the time for this dog. Of course. So what they did was, excuse me, Confetti spent a lot of time in a cage not with the rest of the family. They didn't socialize her. Again, we're not saying these are malicious people at all. They're just living their lives. They didn't know. Got the wrong dog. Yeah. She was they weren't the right people for her. I was going to say like she's to not the wrong it. dog. Yeah, that's right. She's the right yeah, dog. She's my dog. She's the right dog. So, um anyway, long story short, they're trying to now at this point where she's 6 months old. 3 months have gone by. She's living in a cage. They think, you know, they're feeding her. She's getting stuff. She's happy. She's got whatever she needs. She doesn't. They try to introduce her to another child in the family who she's afraid of. They put a cookie in this kid's mouth. No. So she jumps up and grabs this cookie as a dog who's not getting um, what she needs in life. She's too anxious. She's under-socialized. She's underactive. She doesn't... She's smart, and she's driving herself crazy in this cage. Grabs the kid's lip. Of course. So then, of course, now she's a beast. She's a monster. She goes back to an animal shelter where she's put in a cage and you know they put a um a sheet over her there are literally written instructions from a certified trainer that say confetti is to not receive affection what confetti does not get toys why confetti does not get a bed they thought they could teach her to be more respectful of people if she had to earn everything she got how about this dog has never been she's never been loved in her life never been loved in her life so all of anything that a puppy should have, puppies should not be thinking about, I have to earn things. They should right. be like, yes, like yeah. constantly That's like, ridiculous. this is love, this is life, woo. They should have structure, but never ever, do you do that to babies? Like you gotta earn that bottle, you well, know what I mean? some people do. You, it, you know yeah. what I mean, if you think but about like, it, like, right? A three month old baby has to earn that bottle. So here she is at six months old. Yeah. She, I'll just say this. She lived in that shelter until she was four and a half years old. No. Yes. And thank God. You found her. Well, not me. Oh. Paul found her first. Wow. So he was a volunteer there. He started to work with her. And as he says, she was circling the drain. She was had become very fear aggressive. Of course. Very reactive. I yeah. should say that. And he just started to take her out for hours and hours a day. He started to take her hiking away from the shelter where she was so lovey with him she's still a puppy now but she would go back all of that would be erased because there she was in stress there's another dog in her face there's loud noises 
people coming through, sticking their fingers in. Mm. She ends up biting three people who stick their finger into yeah. what is her place, which has a sheet over it, so she can't even see them. Should so never here put she your is. Into a crate. <laughs> never. Mm-mm. So now here she is in a shelter environment, and yeah, I was there at the time. There were those of us there who were trying their best, but it's an institution. It is not a home. So there she is, getting more and more frustrating. Everything she's learning and getting as far as love and socialization goes goes out the window as soon as she gets back in. So after four years of being in that shelter, she bit her best friend. Now in this... Paul. Yes. Two Mm. years before this happened, I started to work there full time. I thought she was adopted and gone years ago. And here she was behind this sheet. Oh my God. Going absolutely ballistic. So I saw... She was always behind the sheet that long? Yeah. So I saw her. I saw her with him. And I thought, I feel horrible because I'm here once a week and I'm showing people dogs and I thought this dog was gone. So I made it my mission to be her friend. Yeah. So it was slow. You know, it was very slow. We would walk next to each other. I would throw her food. And then one day he said, you feeling brave? And I was like, yeah, always. Yeah. So I just got in with her and she, at that point, trusted me, jumped on my lap, kissed my face, best friends ever since. Wow. So what happened then was, as I was working there, watching not necessarily just this shelter it happens everywhere this is why we saw a need for something different it's just the nature of the beast you get more and more animals into one spot you want to rescue more you want your numbers to go up you want people to fund you you're not necessarily treating these animals as individuals we did the best that we could but it became so stressful there that she reacted and Mm. she got between him and something that was stressing her out and she bit him yeah so long story short, she was she was going to lose her life for this. Oh. That was not okay with either one of us. So right then, we'd always talked about doing something more for the dogs, but right then it was like like a fire drill. Like yeah. we have to do something right now yeah. or else we're gonna use this lose this beautiful life and it is not fair. Yeah. So from that, we ended up um, my friend who I live with is extremely gracious and she has a nice big yard. And we didn't know how Confetti would be in a house with strangers coming in and out. We didn't know how she would be with other dogs. We built her this, we call it Confetti's Cottage. No. So it's basically like the size of this room and like half no of that room. No way. She has air conditioning and heat and Wi-Fi and no, music <laughs> and 12 hours of nature sounds on loop and a bed and a couch and cabinets for her stuff and Seriously. a kitchen table for us to do our <laughs> rescue work at. So she literally, she has a home. So we saw an immediate change in this dog's complete, her facial expression changed. The way she held her face for all these years melted away. We had mm. this confused, scared dog turned into this happy dog. So that's yeah. why our logo yeah. is on my back. That's her. It's her happy face. Oh, how sweet. So we saw... I mean, shelters need to exist. They certainly do. But they are in need of repair. And it's it's a lot of them do the best of with what they can. Again, I love shelter workers work really hard. A lot of them put so much of their heart into it. I'm in no way, shape, or form like dissing shelters. But the system is broken. Yeah. It has to be fixed. So we, we thought if we took dogs like confetti... Poor dogs who are in shelters too long, in bad situations, other, you know, in terrible homes, in, um, you know, like a, a traumatic experience, an injury, a sickness, something like that. Seniors, cats off the street. We've taken so mm. many cats that were considered feral 
and you get them to where you're getting them and they're like well we're best friends yeah because they they're in stressful situations we take them out we we shouldn't judge each other in our most stressful situation but we're judging animals Mm. so right then and there we thought okay we have to do this and we have to do this now so we're actually we're rescuing animals every day if we can't take them in ourselves we're finding other places who can. Yeah. We're helping with food, if that's it. We're helping with funding, if that's it. Yeah. And we're brand new. But we're finding that we're like really gaining momentum yeah. because we're addressing, we're like solution-based, we like to say. Yeah. We're, instead of you're calling me and I have nowhere to go with my dog, okay, we'll help you find a place to go with your dog or we'll try, whatever, whatever it is we're trying to help. We're yeah. really trying to do that. It's hard to do it that way when you're just starting because you have to find the resources yourself. Yeah. But we find that like the dogs and cats who are helping, we're 100% helping them. We're yes. not storing them somewhere and adding to their behaviors. We're actually really helping them. And our goal is to get to a place where they can be housed, a lot of them in one place, but separately, like confetti is. Yeah. So they never have to experience that stress. Yeah, because so I, stressful. I love taking care of a lot of animals at once, Yeah. but I don't think they appreciate being in each other's faces while they're healing. And right. some, some of them do. Some of them love to go straight you know into who. my little pack. We know who. Yeah. So that's we really saw something missing. So while I've done this before, I've never done this before. Mm. And it's so great to see people see it and appreciate it and want to be part of it. It's just yeah. the greatest gift. Yeah, it I is. totally feel that. Uh-huh. You know, it's interesting that you said about <coughs> like me. helping people. So when my mother-in-law, who, remember the cat I had posted about her cat, you had reposted it so long. When did Mumsy go into the hospital? Lot before last Thanksgiving. Uh. And so she lived, she had, they had given up her house because they moved her to an apartment. She had this cat, Tiffany, right? Wasn't she named after? No. no. Tiffany was somebody else's cat. Uh, uh, she had a cat, and um, she ended up in the hospital long term. She's Piper, my middle name. And you named yourself after No, I named myself after Granny, but that's another story. Oh, I'll tell you right. later. So um, she went into the hospital, and they knew she wasn't going to be out for a long time. Turns out she moved to assisted living. Mm-hmm. She could probably have had the cat there, but she can't really walk. And so I don't want to get into mm-hmm. my ex-husband's mom, so I'm not going to share too much. But in the end, her sister took the cat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when those situations happen, and you think about the animal's perspective, if an animal's yes. only known one person or even two, whatever, always lived in a home. I know. If you, So I don't board my dogs. Mm-hmm. I've always had dog sitters come to my house and say, I have a pet sitting business because I wouldn't board my own dogs. No. Yeah. And I say, like, my dogs together are good. Mm-hmm. They need to be in their own house. Mm-hmm. They need to be in their own. They want to smell everything that's normal. Like to put them somewhere unfamiliar. I don't care if it's like it's like the fashion place. There's like some posh like mm-hmm. I don't want to say the place, but like you can get a bath and you can get a massage. Dogs don't want that. They mm-hmm. want to be like in the smell of their mm-hmm. owner or mom or whatever. And I just feel like that's such a gift. And when you spoke about, I got really teared over the old people. Yes, because when you could become elderly. You're losing a lot at a lot. You at are. A, All you do pace, is lose. Every right? day you lose more. You lose your hearing, your sight, your 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 health, your, your family ability to members. Drive, exactly. Right? Your They're friends. Always, something is always being taken away from you. The one constant they have is that true love, that animal. And think of how many elderly people are surviving as long as they have because of that love. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. If so someone we took help my, them keep that. Yeah. When, when, um, when, uh, so obviously I have a son and I have a will and all that stuff, but we have like our dog walker, Nanny G. Um, her name is Gina. We call her Nanny G. Uh, we had talked about if something happened to me and Dave, I said, you know, like Johnny, I would like Johnny to keep his dogs, but I don't know that Johnny has the capability to do it. I know. And I said, mm-hmm. so will you be the backup? Mm-hmm. And she was like, yep, put it in your will. <laughs> like, I'm actually in wills of a few people who I pets it for. Yeah. They're family members. Of course. And she loves them. Mm-hmm. She loves them. She brought them just today. So she only walks once a week now. And she brought them like trick or treat stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's like her husband. So my one of my dogs is a little bit afraid of men. Maybe two are afraid of men. And Rick is big, right, John? What is Rick? Six two something. Rick is like a big guy, and Rick and Rocco have a like had a moment, and they mm-hmm. have like a man crush, and um, it just feels nice. So mm-hmm. I appreciate the work that you do. Thank you. Um, I want to have you back on to talk about more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I usually don't air things right away, but I want to air this like within the next few days because sure. I'm doing a little event. So if you're listening to this after November 9th, just fast forward a minute to find out how you can help halfway home animal rescue team and if you are hearing this before the ninth come join me because i'm doing a fundraiser it's uh just yoga a little meditation you don't have to know what you're doing and it's to benefit 100 percent of all the money goes directly to halfway home animal rescue team if you want to bring other stuff i would suggest bringing you know anything that feels good first check with them to see we have what a wish they want. list we can oh, actually yeah, give you a perfect. wish list mm-hmm. so we could link to the underneath here we'll have the link to your current wish list mm-hmm. and if you're listening in two years from now and they don't have that current wish list you can always reach out to them so <laughs> um but i love what you're doing thank you because you know you're doing it with us now i'm so excited you're helping and, you know us. i've had so many rescues that i've been in around mm-hmm so of my three rescues that my dogs were at, the only one that remains is Bloomingdale Animal Rescue. Bloomingdale Animal Rescue, sir. It's Bass now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was always Bass when, yeah. I, when I got Rocco. Mm-hmm. And he was Baston in two, 2013. The other two are no longer, at least not that I remember. I, we talked about the other one. I don't want to say anything. Um, and there's a lot of rescues that, you know, uh, it's hard because I, my heart is like, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. If I, like when I heard Annabelle's story, oh, well, we're going to save Annabelle's story. Okay. Right? Yeah. What, what? If you want to save it for when she's here. Yeah. Oh. Johnny, wait till you meet Annabelle. She has a biker jacket. <laughs> she has a, a collection of biker she's jackets. She's ridiculous. Actually. She's she literally like, her, she needs a book. She's the, she, she does. You should she, have she, someone illustrate. Hey, illustrators. I have a friend who's an illustrator. Have them do it. And I'm a writer. So there you go. I know. And then the, all the money can go back to the rescue. You know what I always say? I, I, because she's been through so much, and we'll save that for when we say her story, and she is like just a little ball of light and love. Oh, my it's God. like whenever I do her pictures, I hashtag be like Annabelle. Because that's what I tell myself. Like she's been through so much. She's so wonderful. She's so loving. She doesn't look back. She doesn't be like look Annabelle. Back. Isn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's amazing. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and I keep thinking. I told my husband. I told everybody her story. I showed my husband the picture because when I posted the thing, in the way that Instagram works, and I always notice that they want to see me in the picture if they're mm-hmm. following me. They want to see your face, right? Yes. Which is really annoying because there's so much cuter pictures, but people <laughs> just like look for the reaction of double, cl- like to the mm-hmm. like the picture. And I wanted to put up the poster, but people don't care about posters. Mm-hmm. And I said to my husband, like, look at the picture. Which picture shows of Annabelle from the day I saw you at Boone Coffee? 
And he's like, I mean, they all win, right? Like, you can't <laughs> lose with the. She's you a mush. <laughs> she is. So, she's yeah, great. so if you do any, like. She will be at the yoga event. Okay, so here's what I'm telling everybody <laughs> great respect for Annabelle. That's what I'm saying. Like, I was seriously, like, I want her to come, and then I'm like, oh, no one better, like, jump in her face. Oh, like, she, I know she, she doesn't she care, can right? Herself. She could totally handle herself. She's ready for anything. I love her <laughs> so. I couldn't believe how much I loved her because I love all dogs, but I really was like, why is my heart pulling? I have to say, I think something, although nothing of the bad that she went through is reflected in her light that she shines everywhere. Oh my God. There's something different about her. Like I, I love, I adore my dogs. I live for them. Annabelle is like a little freaking unicorn. (laughs) She is. Right? She's just like special and rare. And the fact that she's mine is, it's like, the greatest gift it's it's she's amazing and to, i feel i felt this way about my horse the yes. same way sancho i feel like i would be the biggest asshole i i would if i didn't share her with the rest of the world oh. so i love to share her so i love when people love her you uh, so side note for not not for you fran franny but um for everybody else you leave her eyesight, you went to go to the bathroom. She was like, where's my mom? Where's my mom? But like in a social way, she's like, I'm going to pretend I'm cool. And she yeah. like looks I like you, you and everything, but I just want to make sure much. I see my mother. But isn't yeah. that sweet? Yeah. Like, uh, so my dogs won't get out of bed without me. So um, my husband will be like, all right, let's go outside. You know, outside is like outside, treat. What other words, John? Outside, treat, ride, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go outside. And they look at him and they're like, and, and he, they wait. And if I get up, and let's say I get up first, I just go like that, or I just get up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, I'm always on the couch with them. I'm telling mm-hmm. them how much I love. Like, I pretty much make out with my dogs. I, I make out with everyone's right? dog, but also mine. Right? And I have, like, a little, they're all little. And th- when <laughs> I, like, crouch to tie my shoe, they, like, tell each other. Some kind of alert goes off. She's at, at our level. Hi and up. they, like, yeah, get her. Get, get her. her. And it takes me so long to do everything because they're constantly, like, one dog in, like, six pieces just walking yeah. around following me. And they're they're the best. And she's the leader. Well, you, um, there's a guy, I, don't, I haven't followed him in years on Instagram because I have a personal account that I forgot about. He has all the old dogs, the little yes, dogs. And he had me. the pig, bikini. Yes. So that's what I feel like your life is. Are you going to do, do you do a Christmas card this year? I will. I am going to try and do a Christmas card this year. I really want to get on a, a paper list. Did, I wanna, did you see, I showed you my yeah, Christmas card. Yeah, from, from a couple years ago. Yes. Yes. So I want, an, I want a new one. Okay. I'm going to try. And if it's digital, send it. Like, it's the dream. You're living the dream. You really are. And so, um, so thank you. Thank you. And thank you. What you're doing. It's just there's so much good. You know what? It honestly, it comes naturally once you do it and you see the good you're doing for them. That's why when people say, "I really want people to see," like people think, "Oh, I could never. It would break my heart to go into a shelter. I could never just take one. I could never." But it's the connection and the difference you're making in that one life. Mm-hmm. You are not going to think, "I wish I could have taken them all." You're going to think, I can't believe I took this one. I can't believe how great this is. Of course you think about the other ones. But the feeling that leaves you is, I did this for this animal. And of course, what they're doing for you. Oh, my God. And anybody can do what I do. Yeah. Anyone well, can do it. Well, I don't know that they could do it the way they that you do it. They could do something, though. They could yeah. do something. So everybody can do something. And so for people who are like my mom, terrified. 
Mm-hmm. I got a dog. My mom was like, I'm never coming over again. I was like, very <laughs> well. Nice knowing you. I know. Um, and she really hasn't. She's come a handful of times. And it's, you know, dogs are on the leashes. Everybody's, because mm-hmm. they don't really care. Yeah. People. They were just like, um, if you are terrified of animals but have a love or have an understanding, you can oh, donate. Sure. Right? You can donate. You can share. Sharing a social media post. We have, a, we have right now. A little boy who's who's I, I excuse me for not knowing his exact age because his heart makes him seem like a little old man, yeah. but in reality I think he's four or five. Yeah. So his name is Xander, and he adopted a hamster from my rescue. He actually signed that he paid from himself, and he signed the adoption agreement. Yeah. So he goes to shelters and he reads to dogs and cats where he oh. lives. Precious, right? So last week he goes and he sees this 14-year-old dog who was surrendered to the shelter. And at his young age, he's an empath. He feels what this dog is feeling. He turns around and asks his mother to make a video of him with this dog, talking about this dog to try to get the dog out of the shelter. I saw that. It was on my page. Yes. She, She tags me. I make this video. We make this video, my friend and I. We make this video of this boy who's four or five pleading with people to foster this dog to get this dog out of the shelter my audience is pretty much saturated yeah right because i do this all the time this is all i do let's say you share it right you love animals everybody knows you love animals but let's say one of your friends who has a dog and you know doesn't do anything for rescue they have a brand new fresh audience with new eyes that hasn't seen this you share that you get that to the right person another person shares it you literally save lives. Like social media is literally the greatest thing that's ever happened yeah. to animals because yeah. people can do that. Mm. So anyone can do that. It costs nothing. Yeah. Share a post, share a wish list, go to an event, share an event, donate towels, tell someone, you know, hang a flyer somewhere. Yeah. You don't even have to like animals. Care about people, care about, like, like, like you say to people who are annoyed with stray cats in your yard. You're going to call the police because it's a problem? Or are you going to do something about it? Are you yeah. going to help them and care about them or get someone who can help them? It's Everyone can do something. Yeah. And you'll feel better when you do it. Yeah. Honestly. And just being with animals, I think, um, someone said to me, why goat yoga? I'm like, because your endorphins go through the roof. Yeah. Because you're happy. Yeah. Animals are fun and exactly. funny. Unless you're terrified of them, then probably don't do goat yoga. Uh-huh. But, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, I... Any bad day is made better with a dog or a cat or and, whatever and your animal. Let's let's choices. tell the truth. When you're with an animal, you're more relaxed. You need to be relaxed to really get the benefits of yoga. I had to take headshots recently. I took them with a wonderful photographer. I sent it to you. Mm, I loved it. And I was uncomfortable because my dog wasn't there. He oh. knows me. He told me to bring Annabelle. Annabelle was at my feet. Couldn't see her in the picture, but she was there with her oh. little warm, wiggly body <laughs> and her velvet ears. And I was she able was to velvet look. Ears. She has little guinea pig ears. Velvet ears. So cute. I was able to relax because my dog was there. You know, yes. if an animal's there, you kind of let go. You you relax. It's it's proven. It's proven. That's why therapy dogs work. That's why therapy horses work. Do you know, I was just telling him, Second Chance Farm just mm-hmm. opened in Vernon. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about them. I'm going to talk to them about doing classes. There, someone said to me, I think you should do this. Like, they... Basically, what you do is you go if you have anxiety or whatever. And there's one in Four Hills, that's why I don't know the brand, the name. <coughs> Excuse me. And you're around horses, and you just pet them. Oh well, I was a, Leslie and I, yeah, therapeutic horseback riding instructors. Most of what we did 
was just contact with the horse. Yeah. It wasn't even riding. I don't even honestly ride horses anymore. Just to be around them. I was just around them. My horse was my best friend. He was a gigantic dog. And just the heat of the horse, the smell of the horse, being around the horse is so relaxing and so amazing. And to think that they're creatures that are like very easily disposed by people. Like if they have a limp, that's it, you're done. I, I bought know. my horse when he had a limp. Yeah. And I didn't care that he had Who a limp. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's like you want them to be comfortable and happy, but no. So animals are definitely a way of relaxing. So yoga is a way of relaxing. How do you make it even better and more relaxing? Animals. That's it. <laughs> well, that's why I thought dog yoga would be so great. And um you know, I know they do puppy yoga and stuff like that, but it's just like dogs. It's not really dogs puppies. Are, you know right? what? It's just pep- and dogs. I always say dogs are really, especially senior dogs, you like fast the forward best. to the best part of their life. Yeah. It's like instant gratification. They're right? loving. They're, 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 they're quiet. Calm, they they're can come over to you. Yeah. And what do you remember? When you remember your last greatest dog, you remember the last times with them, the, the oh, best yeah. times, not necessarily when they were sick or when they were failing. You don't remember house training them or teaching them not to bite things. You remember when you were synced, when yeah. you were like one being, you know? Yeah. And that's what senior dogs are. It's like you want that instantly, That get an adult dog. That's yeah. it. I love puppies. Puppies are great. They are better for some people. But like, I'm not a good puppy. I like puppies in the thing for bite. I like puppy breath. They could bite my hand. That's yeah. I, I don't have any desire to train a puppy with me it's like other people's children yeah they're really cute i'm a great aunt yeah. i'm like the best aunt ever they love seeing me i love <laughs> seeing them we're like still best friends even though they're close to my age but it's like hi oh, bye give yeah. them back exactly. right and that's what yeah. i feel like puppies like smell the puppy breath but i mean even trixie was young she was seven months and she was getting into it sugar at a year and a half was like chewing shoes <sighs> Yeah. And they all, every single one of my, except Rocco didn't, they were not house trained. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Like, so what? Yeah, that's all great if you're into it. But No, even the adult dogs, my adult dogs, because they weren't, <laughs> they weren't like living in good homes or whatever. They weren't. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, okay, so I clean a little shit off the floor. Like, yeah. there's worst things in the world. Like, yeah. big deal. But as far as relaxation goes, oh. puppy is not the thing. No. No. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. So Thank you. do me a favor and sure. remind people of how to get in touch with you. So your website is? We are um, www.hhartteam.org. Okay. Yeah. okay. On Facebook, we're Halfway Home Animal Rescue Team. Yes. On um, Instagram. Instagram, we're the same. Halfway okay. Home Animal Rescue Team. There are other Halfway Home Animal Rescues. If you add the T, it spells heart. And that means something. You know I find hearts everywhere. And it it was just sort of like it led up to this and it continues to go on. And I think that's what it's about. It's about opening your heart to animals. It's about opening your heart and seeing the plight of what they go to, rehabilitating them, using your heart to heal them, having them heal your heart, Mm. opening your heart to the people who love animals and need them and helping them. So it was a name that was sort of out there, but we sort of put the T on there to complete it. And, and it's just, I mean, when you think of animals, you think of love, you think of your heart. It's, it's kind of perfect. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So sweet. <laughs> I'm so honored to have you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. This is great. And so we'll see you soon. Yes, very soon. Okay, please, please go check out any of the sites, any of the info. Remember, you can do the easiest thing is to share 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 things out you can donate money you can go to their wish list you can foster 
potentially attend events. We have attend another events. big event. Yeah, you do up big events. Week. Yeah, we have she a, does nice events. We're doing a big event next week, and you're coming. Okay. We're doing a big event, and it is actually there will be no animals there. It's just a four course dinner, 100% cruelty free, which means oh, we're wow. not harming other animals to help the animals who we help. Yeah. All of our prizes that were donated are cruelty free. Wow. 100% totally dedicated to helping and not harming animals. Wow. Mm-hmm. First, do no harm. Exactly. Yeah. Always do no harm. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you for listening to Access and Expand the Conversations with Tiffany Karen. If you like this, please go ahead and share the link.